Curious, competitive, compassionate. Salespeople are drawn to their careers in much the same way musicians are drawn to music. Once you've learned the language of sales, the beauty is in your ability to personally interpret what you've learned to suit your personality, your interest, and your skill. My name is Roger Burnett, and this is the So You're in Sales podcast, where we consider ways to grow as people as we advance in our careers and learn firsthand from those ahead of us on the path to accelerate our journey. I'm lucky to get to talk every two weeks with entrepreneurs, business owners, thought leaders, authors, and people of all walks of life, each with a unique story to share and a look at their lessons along the way. Prepare to be educated, informed, entertained, and inspired. This is the So You're in Sales podcast. The So You're in Sales podcast is sponsored by Social Good Promotions. Social Good Promotions was founded on the premise that any business can stand out from their competition when they are doing things they really believe in. True success these days is measured by the ways your employees feel about working for you and the ways your business is making the community a better place. Ultimately, it's about the ways you and your business will be remembered. If you're looking to grow your sales revenue while activating social good at the same time, we'll be your favorite marketing partner ever. Book a meeting with us at socialgoodpromotions.com, follow us on Instagram at sogoodpromo, and let's get connected. We've done great work using our unique and effective strategy, let us show you how. Now, on with the show. This episode is extra special to me. I have followed the career of Gino Wickman for quite some time. Gino is the founder of EOS Worldwide. It's an organization that helps businesses achieve next-level success after they've exited the startup phase, and there have been so many businesses around the United States and even around the world that have benefited from the EOS system that Gino developed during his time at EOS Worldwide, and those tools I personally have found to be tremendously beneficial as we have worked to grow our own business. And now Gino's released a new book called Entrepreneurial Leap. That's a reflection of what he sees as a potential brand new crop of entrepreneurs being made as a result of what's going on in this post-pandemic economy. Thought it would be really interesting to bring him on for a discussion around the book itself, why he wrote it, and the ways that it could potentially be of value to those of you who are listeners of the show who might be considering an entrepreneurial move of your own. I found it tremendously valuable. It's a little bit longer, but I think you'll find it's worth it. Give it a listen. So, Chino, you're like a, a Michigan legend in a lot of ways. <laughs> and, you know, uh, there's not too many authors that, you know, are just hanging out in the mitten state that have spawned the number of careers that you in many ways are responsible for. So thank you for coming on the show. I'm so grateful for the opportunity to talk to you, especially in what are some pretty crazy times now. There's no question about that, Roger. I'm looking forward to this brother. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm really excited about what we're about to talk about here. Yeah, man. So I wrote a blog piece for LinkedIn last week talking about recognition. And there's a, a bank rate did a survey in August and they asked the question of the survey respondents, 
What is the one thing that your organization can do to help you produce your best work? And the answers were all over the board and the respondents were allowed to answer the question in their own words. So it wasn't like A, B, C, D, or E. Mm -hmm. It was tell us. Mm -hmm. And while there were a number of responses and the way they were graphed came out all over the board, there was one consistent and recurring uh, theme that came through in that discussion and it was recognition, recognize me. Mm. 37%, an overwhelming majority said that recognition would be the most important thing that an organization could do to help inspire the best kind of work that an employee would um, generate. Mm -hmm. But there's this weird dichotomy going on right now because you and I and many other business owners in the economy are befuddled by the fact that there are ample jobs to be had with tremendous benefits, great opportunities, and yet those jobs aren't being filled. So in the piece, I was trying to draw a correlation between if you're not doing the recognition, then maybe that's why you're not able to fill the open spots. People are choosing not to go back to the jobs that they used to do. And I think Entrepreneurial Leap is a great book for people who are in that position. So talk to us about why did you feel compelled to write this book? What was it about what was going on that made you want to put pen to paper about this particular topic? Yeah, you bet. And as I answer that, I want to back up a step and kind of pick up right where you left off. Because, you know, whatever the reason, um, people are displaced by their choosing, by whatever the reasons are. And and that's not my expertise. My expertise is certainly entrepreneurship. This is another one of those times, periods when we're going to spawn a lot of entrepreneurs. And and so for those out there that think that might be their destiny, that are intrigued by entrepreneurship, uh, that have had that itch, uh, you're in the right place at the right time right now because that's what this is about. And so the reason that I wrote this isn't necessarily for that person in terms of being displaced or quitting your job or wanting to do something different or whatever the reason. Um, I wrote this because I've spent 30 years obsessing about entrepreneurs, helping entrepreneurs, figuring out what makes them successful. And with all of that experience, I made a decision that when I turned 50, I was going to focus on a passion project to help entrepreneurs in the making get a huge jump start on taking their entrepreneur leap. And so there's an old saying that says we teach what we needed the most. And what I'm doing is I'm teaching my 18-year-old self that was a mislabeled derelict, lost, confused, completely different from all my friends. I had no idea what I was. And I didn't realize what I was until around 29 is when I really understood it and that I was an entrepreneur. And so I lost 11 years. And so I wrote it because I'm trying to find all of the entrepreneurs in the making at any age, 8 to 88, help find you and help you live the life you were born to live. Because a lot of times you end up in the corporate world and you're itchy and it doesn't feel right, but that's where you landed or or whatever the reason. But back to your point, There are a lot of people that are displaced, looking for a new job, looking for a new thing. And for those of you that are out there thinking you might be one, uh, that's what we're all that's what we're about to talk about. And that's one of the many reasons that I created this content. 
what's even more interesting about the fact that you did it, and it's neat to know that that was a passion project. When you get to that stage of your life, you know, you and I are close in age uh, when it comes to uh, and where we are and what we're trying to accomplish. You realize the opportunity to leave a legacy can be as important as anything. So thank you for being willing to put the time and effort into doing that. But it's not so much a manual per se about, hey, you've already made that decision. This is much more about like if you're thinking about it. Here are the things that you might want to be considering to be able to make a conclusion about whether or not this is the right thing for you to do. So talk about the way that you've tried to construct that so that if someone might be interested in this possibility of being an entrepreneur, why do you think that the way you wrote that would help them? For sure. And again, let me just again back up here a step and pick on what you pick up on what you just said there. You know, so in addition to that, it's also for somebody who has you're about to start the business or you just started it from a standpoint of doing a checkup on if you made the right decision. So this is going to help you do that. But it's also for anyone that has an entrepreneur in the making in their life. And so sometimes, you know, your son or daughter, your significant other, somebody in your life is exhibiting these wild and crazy traits. Uh, This is a great way for you to understand them better and for you to offer them a tool that's going to help them understand themselves better. But jumping right to your point, I'll start at a very high level and create a context because I purposely wrote this book and created this context in three content in three parts. And I Mm -hmm. call it Confirm, Glimpse, and Path. And it's in that order for a reason, because we first have to confirm whether or not you even have what it takes to become an entrepreneur. And so in my 30 years, what I have discovered is that a true entrepreneur has six essential traits. And I'll just quickly share them, because what I urge the audience to do is just kind of scan your body, do a checkup on yourself and just see if this is you. And so I'll, I'll do a high level pass first. And those six essential traits of a true entrepreneur are visionary, passionate, problem solver, driven, risk taker, and responsible. And if those are traits that you possess, odds are pretty good. You're probably an entrepreneur in the making. And I I wanna say a couple more things to that because we can do a deeper dive into that. I'm gonna go wherever you take me here, but I do also offer an assessment on the website, 25 questions, you'll answer it in 10 minutes and you'll get a score and you'll score 90 or higher if you have the six essential traits, and if you don't, you'll score lower. And, and so that will help you decide and determine. The website is e-leap.com. But the last point I want to make is your audience, by the title of your podcast, so you're in sales, is obviously a lot of salespeople. And what's interesting about this audience is a lot of you are entrepreneurs in the making. But what I do in the book is I share, if you don't have a trait, what that might mean for you. And, and, and very specifically with your audience, I share that if you don't have the first trait, visionary, but you have the other five, passionate, problem solver, driven, risk taker, responsible, you will make an amazing salesperson. So I have profound respect for salespeople because I am one and I've been selling for the last 33 years of my life. I sold travel. I sold real estate. I've sold products. I've sold myself. I've sold EOS. So I have a profound respect. So worst case, if you don't have the visionary trait, but the others, you're going to be a phenomenal salesperson as you probably have been or were. And quite frankly, if you're really good, you'll make more money than most entrepreneurs. So if you don't pass the test here, 
there's hope for you. Right. <laughs> so it's not like it's a deal killer or the end all be all to be an entrepreneur. There are other options. So long dissertation there, but there's my answer to your question. You you hit the, hit it perfectly because as I was evaluating myself, yeah, right. So historically, a salesperson who slowly over time started to realize that maybe there was more to my game than just carrying a bag for somebody else. Yeah. However, many entrepreneurs will make the choice to start that for the wrong reason. Here, here. Right. And so by giving the checklist, like what I was going to ask you was like, well, do I need to score a four out of seven? Do I need to like, you know, like how, how can, how can the person making that analysis arrive at, even if they were to say, I check all these boxes, how do I know then that it's sort of like, okay, I've gone through the first level of Donkey Kong and now it's time for me to move <laughs> on to stage two. Like, uh, how, how you, and you've arranged the book sort of to uh, yeah. the process. Right? You're exactly right. And that's, and so as we now go deeper, those answers are going to start to get clearer, especially as we get into glimpse and we're about to go there, but I want to share one more thing on confirm because again, the point here is, and the reason I wrote the content in this order is we've got to confirm that you are, because if you're not, this just isn't the career choice for you. My belief is 4% of the population is a true entrepreneur. And the good news is there's a thousand other options for you. Sure. But if it is, and you are, and we confirm that, then we can talk about glimpse and path. And so that's why we purposely start there. But the last point on confirm, and this helps take a little bit of the sting off if you scored less than 90, is there's something I write about and teach in the book called the entrepreneurial range. And so if you picture this arc or you draw an arc in front of you if you're sitting there with, with pen and paper. And above that arc, you write the words entrepreneurial range. On the far right side of that range, if you write true entrepreneur, far left side of that range, you write the words self-employed. The point is anyone that owns their own business is somewhere on that range. The far right are the greatest entrepreneurs of all time. Elon Musk, Walt Disney, Oprah Winfrey, Sarah Blakely, Henry Ford, on the far left end of the range are one-person shows. So, you know, a handyman or woman or a freelancer or someone with a side hustle. And so the point here is people that scored 90 or higher and have the six essential traits, I'm talking to the people on the right side of the range. You can still go be self-employed and be a one-person show, but odds are really good you're probably not going to build an organization with lots of people. And you can go right. buy a franchise. And so these are on the far left side of the range. So just know that there's hope if that's the case. And in worst case, if you score low and you, and you don't, you're not comfortable having your own business, go hitch your wagon to a true entrepreneur if you want to be surrounded by entrepreneurship. So, so that's the last little point I would make. And if you're ready, we can jump right to glimpse and then answer the next part of your question. Because now that we've confirmed it, or at least you understand the range, what I do in glimpse is three very specific things. Number one, I share countless real world stories so you can see people who were, are, who were where you are and how they built what they built. So 08 spawned a lot of entrepreneurs. And so what's interesting is there is there's a lot of 08 spawned entrepreneurs in those stories. So it's kind of cool because, you know, 2020 and 2021 is going to spawn a lot of entrepreneurs. So countless stories. Number two is I then share a day in the life of an entrepreneur. I show you when it's good and when it's bad when it's the dream and when it's the nightmare, when it's heaven and hell, and share that most entrepreneurs are unfortunately living the nightmare. 
A few, some live the dream. And I show you how to live the dream by avoiding the eight critical mistakes that most entrepreneurs make. And we can go there if you want, but I'm going to just go to the third thing really quick because that's the point I want to make most importantly is the third thing in Glimpse is something I created called My Biz Match. And what it does is it helps you understand as an entrepreneur in the making the type of business you should build, the yeah. type of business you're drawn to, because every entrepreneur is not cut out to build every business. And, and the world is being sold a bill of goods that the only destination for an entrepreneur is to build a billion dollar tech <laughs> unicorn. And so I always say there's nothing wrong with building a $4 million heating and cooling company with 30 people. So yeah. it helps you understand all of the industry options, the types of businesses to build and the size that's right for you. It's okay to build a $2 million company. $20 million company, $200 million company, we're all different. And so there's my jumping off point, and you can take us wherever you want to go on that. Well, I'm, I'm going to let you roll, but I'm going to just share as Social Good Promotions started on January 19th, 2019, I would tell you I probably didn't sleep for the first 18 months. <laughs> and it wasn't because of any other reason than I didn't have a blueprint. Yeah, yeah. And I was... I mean, I hate to say I was making up, making it up as I went, but in a lot of ways I was because mm. I knew that there was something out there that if the organization was structured correctly and our value proposition was created in a way that could provide value, that there would be an audience for it. Yeah. But what I thought people would want to buy and what they decided they wanted to buy from me were different things. Mm. And being willing to be open to listen to the marketplace and have them tell us what it was that they saw as our value was really beneficial. But man, it put me through a bunch of misery. Mm. And when you don't have the roadmap and you don't have that certainty, you, you are prone to being kind of blown in the way that the wind is blowing you. Yes. And having a guidebook like entrepreneurial leap yes. would have been really beneficial to a guy like me because I would have been able to have some guideposts for myself yeah. to be able to recognize like, okay, have I gotten too far away from mm. what it was I thought the value proposition was to start or was it okay to know that that's where we were headed? So that's my, what glimpse meant to me when I was reading it. Yeah, nice. So what, but I'll, I'll stop interrupting you and let you know. No, actually, no, please interrupt away. You know your audience better than I do. So please, I'm going to go wherever you take me. But you, you, you prompted two really big thoughts that I want to grab them both. And I think I can put them in a nutshell quickly. But because I'm going to jump forward a little bit and come back because I want to grab what you said there. Because what I'm ultimately going to conclude with is an opportunity for your listeners to, to have that roadmap that you're talking about. You know, that and what I mean is. The first part of the book is called Glimpse, and the tool there that's free is the Entrepreneur in the Making Assessment. Right. The second part is Glimpse, and the tool I just talked about is called My Biz Match. And then when we get to Path, the tool there is called My Vision Clarifier. Those three tools, I offer them on the website for free, e-leap.com. And when you fill out those three tools, we call that the one, two, three roadmap. Three tools, takes an hour. 10 minutes on the first one, 20 minutes on the second, 30 minutes on the third, and you literally end up with exactly what you just said, a roadmap to start a better startup. So that's big thought number one. Number two is what you prompted for me is something that I think might be helpful for your audience because that My Biz Match tool 
The power of filling that out, and like I said, it takes 20 minutes, you'll click a bunch of buttons, it will help you get clear on the industry that's most appealing to you or industries. It will help you understand the type of businesses you're interested in, meaning are you product or service entrepreneur? Are you a B2B or are you B2C entrepreneur? Are you a high value, high price or low value, low price commodity based? And then last is size. Do you want to build a 2 million, 20 million? Like we said, the point in all of that is when you get that clarity around what you're drawn to, worst case in this environment, if you're not ready to take your leap, go work for one of those companies and feel it out and see if it's right for you because you have selling skills. And so anybody's going to hire you from that standpoint. And even if you went and worked for free and treated it as an education, go get mentored by this entrepreneur, you'll know if you like the business because what it reminded me of is when I was 21 and I took my entrepreneurial leap, I thought I wanted to open a corporate travel agency. And so I went and worked for one mm. and I hated it. So <laughs> I went and I sold corporate travel for six months because that's the business I was going to open. And I learned that's not what I wanted to do. So right. you out there have the opportunity to go work for that business, go sell for that business, find out if you love that business. And ultimately, if you do, you'll make money selling and ultimately decide, is this the business that I want to start? So anyway, those were the two big thoughts and I want to try and say them as fast as I could while you prompted them for me. I can't even imagine the moment that you describe when, and I know this has happened to people and I know it's going to happen again where I think I want to go do X. And in reality, the reason why I make that choice has mostly to do with what I've done historically, mm -hmm. not what I really should be doing. Because I can't draw a line that is opposite or separate from the one that's already been what I've done historically. Yes. So knowing that like, hey, you've been a B2B salesperson your entire life in, in uh, enterprise sales. But in reality, you should be a bakery shop owner is a really hard leap <laughs> for a lot of people to consider. So having those tools available might give someone the confidence to make a decision that they might otherwise not have really yeah. been able to make. Absolutely. And again, the point is it's helping you understand what you're built for, what you're drawn to, because it's, we're all different. I don't like product businesses. I don't like selling to consumers. I don't want to build a hundred million dollar company. So these, I know these things about myself, which leads me to the things that I do love to do, which increases my odds of succeeding in building what I'm going to build. And then you take it one step further. You even show people where the bear traps might be. Exactly right. So, so let's talk about where the bear traps might be. Yeah, exactly. And so this is all still in glimpse. And what I offer up are, I like that you call them bear traps, but I call them the eight critical mistakes because almost every entrepreneur makes all eight when they start their business during the startup phase and they're trying to grow the business. So I'll give you all eight and then you pick the one or two that your audience might want to drill down on. So here they are, the eight critical mistakes every entrepreneur makes when building their business. Number one, not having a vision to the point you just made. Number two, hiring the wrong person. Number three, not spending time with your people. Number four, not knowing who your customer is. Number five, not charging enough. Number six, not staying true to your core. Number seven, not knowing your numbers. And number eight, not crystallizing roles and responsibilities. 
Oh man, see, and this is like like uh you could like one, three, and five sometimes <laughs> work in combination, and like two, three, and eight sometimes work in combination. And for most people, they wouldn't be able, like if we were having a conversation with someone who was in this process, usually the way the conversation manifests itself is in frustration. Mm-hmm. They're frustrated and they don't understand the source of the frustration. So in your mind, are there some combination of these eight that you feel like if you're experiencing this and this and this in combination, that creates the largest amount of frustration? Or do you feel like these all kind of stand alone? They are all equally weighted and they're all separate from each other. In other words, there's a thread that runs through that, but they're all standalone because you know, there are some savvy entrepreneurs in the making that avoid seven out of eight, and there's just one that they don't avoid. So I wouldn't look at it that way. I'd look at them as standalones. And, you know, and I'm kind of looking at the list and I'm thinking about your audience hiring the wrong people. So salespeople like everyone, you know, and so the biggest mistake you make is because I'm, t- I'm terrible at hiring people. So I don't hire my people I have two or three people that are my filters that are great judges of people and they get it right because I love them all. I'll hire everybody. So the common entrepreneurial critical mistake here is you launch your business, you start generating revenue, you're reaching a level of success, you reach capacity and you need a body. And so you grab the closest body to you and throw them in the organization. And so your brother, sister, mom, dad, cousin, best friend, throw them in your business and then keep growing again. And then you need another person. And so you grab the next closest one and then you find yourself two, three, five, ten 10 people into building your business. And they're all the wrong people, or at least most of them are. And so with EOS, when they come into the process with us, we're having help and clean house because they didn't, the way you solve it, on the front end, decide what their core values are so that they make sure those people align with the core values of the company and them, and then hire for skill set, making sure they get it, want it, have the capacity to do the job, know the seat you're trying to fill. And when you do it that way, all of a sudden you're methodically hiring the right people at the right time and you're not having to clean up a mess one, two, three years from now as most entrepreneurs do. So that's one I think that's most important for your audience because we tend to like them all as salespeople. Hire people like you from a core value standpoint, common characteristics, common belief system, common values but hire different than you from a skill set standpoint. In other words, the company won't need any more of your skill set from a visionary entrepreneur standpoint. And so you need people that can run operations and manage finance and market and sell and do these other things that are so valuable. So I would just piggyback on what you said with that. Okay, so I, I take the assessment. I do the matching exercise. I'm at my moment and I'm feeling myself and I'm ready to go. What happens next? You said it so well, because that's exactly what happens. You've confirmed, you've seen a glimpse. If you're normal, you are ready to run out the door and just go do it. And so here's where I urge you to put some guardrails in place. And that's where we now go to the third part of the book, path. And what I do in path is I share with you milestones, guideposts along the way to help you again, eliminate half the mistakes you're about to make and greatly increase your odds of success. So what I'll quickly do is I just wanna give a chapter overview of PATH because each chapter is a guidepost 
And then we can do a deep dive into a couple of them. So very quickly, what I do is I share college or not, and I present all the facts. It's a decision you make if you're at an age where you're deciding whether I should go to college or not as an entrepreneur in the making. At the end of the day, it's a choice. Half should, half shouldn't. Next chapter is how to find a mentor. Then I teach the power of tenure thinking. Then I share the eight disciplines for increasing your odds of success, which we can come back to. I then teach nine stages of building your business, which we can come back to. And then I conclude with sharing a lifetime of growth, learning, and motivation, where I'm basically sharing the books to read, podcasts to listen to, videos, blogs, quotes, general advice. And so with that, we can go, we can drill down on any one of those that jump out at you. So you tell me if there's something that really clicked or resonated. Well, I mean, if you're going to, you're going to flatten the curve, you know, if, if I'm listening, that's where my ears perk up is like, so wait, so you're going to shortcut me on a few things. Oh, yes. So where, 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 what kind of shortcuts are we talking about, you know? Well, and so with that, you know, again, I'll give a little deeper dive into each one and then you tell me which one you want to go into. But the, the chapter on let's skip over college or not and let's go to passion. So the chapter on passion, what I'm doing there is I'm giving seven different exercises and ways for you to determine and discover your passion because passion is the number one reason you're going to succeed. It's the only thing that helps you to get back up when you get knocked on your ass because you're going to keep getting knocked on your ass. It's not sane what we do as entrepreneurs. And so most people stay down and just go get a real job. Well, the only reason you're going to get up in most cases is because of the passion you have for what you want to do. So I give seven exercises on that. In the mentor chapter, I'm literally teaching you how to find a mentor. And if we go back to that My Biz Match and you decide the type of business you want to build in size, simply put, you go find an entrepreneur, a business owner in that business and learn from them. They're where you want to be. So the secret is a mentor is someone who is where you want to be. You go work for them for free. You go work for them for pay. You just meet with whatever it takes. You surround yourself with that person. And you got to know you're going to hear a lot of no's. So you got to have a list of people to go after. But you're a good salesperson, so you'll convince somebody. But I show you how to find a great mentor. In tenure thinking, what I'm doing there is I'm helping you shift from the now, now, now thinking to 10-year timeframes. I learned it at 35 and it transformed my life. If you shift to that kind of thinking, time slows down. There's a peace that comes over you. You literally start making better decisions. And ironically, you get there faster. And even if you're sitting there as a 50-year-old thinking you want to take the entrepreneurial leap, simple math says you have at least three good 10-year timeframes left. You've got three good decades left at a minimum. And with the advancements in health science, you might have about five good decades left. So you're just getting started. You're like at the halfway point. I'm 54 and I'm like, holy crap. I need at least 50 more years to accomplish what I'm going to accomplish. So, so if you shift to 10-year timeframes, uh, it's, it's magic. The next chapter is eight disciplines for increasing your odds of success. So, again, I can go deep into them. I'm just going to go really high level on those, and let's just grab one to share. But it's, number one, clarifying your vision. Number two, deciding if you're a partner person, so vital. Number three, knowing that the bigger the problem you solve in the world, the more successful you will be. Number three, get feedback from customers and clients early and often. 
Number five, know that your first plan will not be your final plan. Number six, work hard, really hard. Number seven, take criticism and doubt from others with a grain of salt. And number eight, see it every night. One of those jump out at you. So, so why does the size of the problem matter? Well, it's simply put, if you cut a lawn, you've solved a problem for a homeowner, but it's only worth about 25 bucks. Yep. If you populate Mars, that's worth about $2 trillion. <laughs> so, so you get to decide. So what I do is I literally go into a business, work with an entrepreneur, whip their leadership team into place and help them run a world-class company that pays a little more than $25 an hour. Doesn't pay two trillion, but it pays pretty damn well. You know, so it's the bigger the problem you solve, the more value you add to people, the more you're worth. And so it just helps create context because if you're selling light bulbs like the next guy selling light bulbs, you know, you're going to make your five cents on the bulb because that's about as much value as you're adding because there's so many places to go. And when you understand that concept, it's it's enlightening. For anybody that's sitting there licking their wounds and kicking themselves because they're not making enough money. If the products that you sell are used in a way that solves a big problem for someone. Exactly. And the value that you provide them grows exponentially as a result. Exactly right. You got it, man. And then you, you finish this thing up by talking about like the stages, the business stages. Yeah. So, so take us home there and uh, give us a look into that section of the book. And if you guys haven't already figured this thing out, if you're going to go make this leap and you don't buy this thing, <laughs> then come at least borrow my copy. <laughs> you know, I, I think uh, when I said roadmap, like I literally wasn't kidding, but let, yeah. let's talk about the nine stages. here. Nice. So here are the nine stages of building your business. Number one, generating cash. Number two, hiring an integrator. Number three, discovering your core values. Number four, holding yourself accountable. Number five, communicating frequently with your employees. Number six, having a plan B, C, and D. Number seven, staying in your personal sweet spot. Number eight, preventing your business from getting away from you. And number nine, capitalizing on coaching, training, and mentoring. Hone in on number eight. Yeah. So- how on earth would your business get away from you? Like, what does that well, even mean? Yeah, so that's great because so it takes us back to this point about my biz match and deciding the perfect business for you. Okay. And so once you decide that, you know, this is the business I want to build, this is my sweet spot, this is the value I want to bring, this is what we're good at. The example is the person that wants to you know, build a company with one location that does $2 million with 10 people and suddenly ends up with five locations and 25 people and they're providing five different products to the world, their business got away from them. And I say it that way because I want it to be generic. I have seen this 1,000 times, (laughs) the entrepreneur that's ready to jump off a bridge because it got away from them. It's so out of control. It's not what they originally wanted. And they just kept chasing shiny stuff and they just kept letting it grow and it just got beyond them. And so don't let it get away from you. Be really clear on the front end. That's why Glimpse is so vital 
And here's the beauty. Let's pretend you want to build a $10 million company, 50 people, and let's pretend software development is where you want to go. Then get there and then decide if you want to go bigger than that. But on your way there to all of a sudden get into hardware and all of a sudden, you know, find yourself and you're not going to hit 10 million. You're not going to be a great software development company. So just don't let it get away from you. Execute plan A, execute the original intent and then decide where you want to go from there. Don't let it get away from you. Hopefully that answers it. All of those things make perfect sense to me. I'm hoping that there's some heads nodding out there right now. Here, when here. It comes to this concept. So Gino, if someone wanted to get a little, like you, you've, you've laid a lot of the path for where people can go find this thing, but do you suggest that people go do some of this work on the website up front or would you rather them have the book and then do the website work concurrently? Like how well, would you yeah, I'll, I'll share, answer that a couple of ways, you know, because either one is fine. And I would say both. Ultimately, you got to do both. If you're serious about this, you got to do both. But the beauty is, you can start for free. And so the epicenter of all things Entrepreneur Elite is the website e-leap.com. And what I would urge you to do, just start with clicking on the one, two, three roadmap button and spend that hour, literally 60 minutes from now, you can have a roadmap. So just do it. That costs you nothing. And if you love it and you want to go deeper, buy the book. But here's the beauty. You can also download the first 30 pages of the book from the website. So you can start reading the book and see if it sucks you in. So again, you've invested nothing at that point. All I'm ever going to sell you is a book. So the beauty is I'm not upselling you into something else. Right. The other thing that's important when I say the epicenter of all things Entrepreneur Elite, I put out a video every week. So you'll start getting the videos every week for inspiration and education. Write an article every two weeks. There's just a wealth of free content on that website. The other thing is if you have a passion for teaching entrepreneurs in the making and you want to become a mentor and you love this content, just click on the become a collaborator button because the way we're achieving our mission of impacting a million entrepreneurs in the making is by joining forces with collaborators. We have 116 collaborators now, and these are people that are teaching the content to the world. They pay me nothing for it. There are no contracts. I give the content away. This is a passion project. And so I'd urge you to just start there and uh, e-leap.com. And, and again, in 10 minutes, you can go take the assessment for free. So worst case, go spend 10 minutes on it. But uh, that's that's what I would suggest. Thank you so much for joining the program, Gino. I really, really appreciate it. I had a pleasure, Roger. You're good at this. Whether or not you personally are being affected in the choices that you're making with respect to your employment right now as a result of the pandemic are happening or not, my guess is that almost every one of us knows at least one person, if not more, who are really in the middle of some serious contemplation about what their future is going to look like when it comes to work. So I just can't think of a more timely book that's organized in a really thoughtful manner to be able to give that budding entrepreneur an opportunity to really make an analysis and prevent the possibility of making a choice that potentially could throw up all kinds of misery, as has been witnessed by many people who have started their own entrepreneurial journeys, only to then turn away in frustration later. So I was really excited to have Gino come in and talk about that. I mean, 18 months of sleepless nights, that was no joke. I really meant when I said that. And knowing that there's a book like this out there to prevent possibilities of things like that, just purely from a mental health perspective, is something that I'm all for. So 
Check it out in greater detail out there. I sure hope you got some value from that conversation. There is just loads of information in there that you could walk away with right now and do something with and give yourself some decisions uh, decisions that you can make going forward. So I hope you enjoyed that. If you did, please share it around with someone if you feel like they would uh, benefit from hearing that in much the same way as you did. Please share it around and subscribe and continue to enjoy the work that we're doing with high quality guests like Gino Wickman. Until next time, this is Roger signing out.